Hello, everybody. What's happening? I am Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, average sports gambler. But last night, I took Rampart's uh, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci. Now, wait. And you're usually way louder on that. You know, uh, Dwayne Colucci. Colucci. There we go. I took the pick. He gave out last night on the show, Ryan. He liked the uh, New Jersey Devils, as you can see the final score. 6-3. It was never really even that close. It was a good bet. They were minus 180. So yeah. I won a few bucks. He liked him on the puck line. He so. liked him on the puck line, too. Minus one and a half, right? So, yep. yeah. I took a minus the 180. Why not? And let's just say uh, on the way to work today, I filled up my gas tank and I got myself a um, little, uh, little big gulp going on over here. Nice. Yeah. So thanks. Drinking out of a straw? I know. Are you kidding? I'm a man. How many times do I have to tell you? No straw. I'm covering <laughs> up the words big gulp. What am I doing? You just said it. What's that? You just said big gulp. I did say big gulp, right? All right. So, uh, <laughs> but you don't know what's in there. Just a little, little, it's a little bourbon. Pepsi. Yeah, no, exactly. It's Pepsi. Um, yeah, he gave away the. He gave. I mean, the people who've been giving picks on our show lately have been on fire. Alex is in the zone right now. Belenkov's giving out some winners. So, continue to listen to our people. I'm telling you right now, guys, we're giving away, giving away some good picks on the show today via the video. A very funny friend of mine who has a dry bar special. You might remember Bob Zaney talking about these dry bar specials that shoot in Utah and you can watch on YouTube. And Jerry, this guy is as Detroit as I am Pittsburgh. J. Chris Newberg will be here. There's a picture of Chris. Look, he's even pointing at our logo. Look, he's like, hey, I'm on punchlines today. The ChrisArmy.com, comedian, writer, producer, big Detroit guy. So you can keep track. If you want, you can do uh, the city in Pennsylvania and the city in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be a tight one. I'll tell you that right now. Today is January 4th, ladies and gentlemen, two months until my birthday. Now, I'm not alerting the crew or anyone watching that it's my birthday in two months. Oh, sorry. Sometimes I slip off the booster seat. Do they still have booster seats? When you remember their booster seats to get in the restaurant? Yeah. Don't kids have to be in car seats till they're like 12 now or something? It's yeah, it's over, over a certain weight. And yeah. were you ever in a car seat as a child? I, I used to sit in the uh, like the that wheel well part. Not wheel well, <laughs> well I, my part. favorite thing was to be in the back seat, and if we had a bench, yes, that's to what, sit, yes, yeah, to look over and see what's going on, see what station my dad's flicking to, and see the whole world go by. Seatbelts, ah, no seatbelt. Look at me, I turned out just fine. Ryan, you were probably in a child seat for a long time. <laughs> a long time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're very. I mean, you're you're fit. You're you're very. Thin? You probably didn't weigh a lot. You probably weren't a I chubby was, child. I told you I weighed 185 in high school. You were 185 in high yeah. school. By the way, your mom's got a good golf swing. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it runs in the family. I'm waiting. For, it does run in the family. I'm waiting for him to be completely creeped out. That his mom and I, I'm on TikTok. All of a sudden, his mom pops up and she's out there golfing. She's got a private instructor. Got a good swing. Yeah. She's probably a good golfer. Is she a good golfer? Yeah. Can yeah. she beat you? <laughs> yeah. She's had a couple more years at, at it. Than oh, I have. look at that. All right, cool. Uh, all fascinating stuff you can find out about us today on the show. Anyway, it's two months till my birthday, which is March 4th. Uh, remember, my birthday, guys, is the only day of the year when shouted is a command. March 4th. That's how you'll never forget my birthday. And uh, it is day one. We want to keep track of this. Day one of me uh, restarting the keto diet, which I've done several times over the years. It does work. And I'm going to do it because you know why? Today is National Can Do Day. It is. It's one of the National Stupid Days. National can do, and I can do it, right? You can do it! Get that old ass of yours in the end zone! <laughs> See? There's Rob Schneider, my pal, telling me uh, I can do it. So I'm going to do it. 
Um, I didn't weigh myself. I don't have a scale right now, but I'm currently hoping to drop. I don't know. I'm going to set the over under at 12 and a half, 12 and a half pounds in two months. And uh, if you guys want to take any bets on that, what are you guys thinking? Under, over, under 12 and a half? What'd you drop the last time? Well, when I did it right before COVID, when I was my, my leanest and my fighting, my fighting weight, dropped a lot. Fighting I don't know, weight. 15. What's that? Your fighting my weight? My fighting weight. Yeah. I, was a, I was a gold glove boxer. I don't want to talk about it, guys. I don't want to glorify myself. But uh, I don't know, 15 to 20 pounds. That was over the course of a longer time than two months. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to do it. So over under 12 and a half. You guys want to discuss this? You can always talk about this tomorrow on the show when Alex is here. I'll take the over. You take the, You think I'll lose over? Yeah, staying at the South Point, you got a lot of comfort food. I did. Well, I'll, I'll say I'm no longer in the hotel. That is true. But by the way, thank God. <laughs> Didn't know about the idiot. No one told me about the employee dining room. Uh, anyway, I'm feeling good about that. Two months, I'll take the bets. And I'm timing this um, so I won't have the keto flu this weekend, guys. The keto flu is where you get a little groggy. And, and by the way, that can bring out what some people I've worked with in the past call it the cranky Frankie hour. So cranky Frankie. I get a little cranky when, uh, yeah, but, but don't worry about it. Uh, I'll be fine. And, uh, this is what kills me today is national spaghetti day. It's also national spaghetti day. I can't have spaghetti. So you know what I did as I was making this uh, show last night, I was like, you know what? I'll have some spaghetti last night. So I had a little corkscrew pasta. I'm good. Uh, Vinny, what was I thinking? Vinny, no pasta, but it's national spaghetti day. So indulge everyone. I had some spaghetti last night with, um, a meatless meatballs. Terrible. <laughs> They're okay. It's Gardein. It's not bad, but you know it's not meat. But now I can eat meat again because keto, you just harden your arteries. Also, final national day. It's National Trivia Day. And I've encouraged people in the live. Why is the color purple? Why is the Mean Girls reboot a musical? Are these the trivia questions we're getting? Uh, how about first movie to show a toilet on screen? Oh, my God. Who gave us that one? Reno Paul. Reno Paul. First movie to show a toilet on screen. Yeah. This is, that's, that's, that's a hard one. That's <laughs> uh, a toughie. Uh, I'll say um, Oppenheimer. That just came out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would say, uh, let's say the Wizard of Oz. I'm going to have to look this one up. They showed an outhouse, possibly. We'll get the answer on that. Anyway, send along. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you, Joey B. Okay, uh, yeah, today, by the way, we turn... What's that? Psycho. Psycho? That's uh, a good one, and in I've the, been by that Psycho the, house. In the shower scene? The Psycho house is part of the tour of Universal. You still see it. But my cousin and I, he would get a golf cart, and we would cruise the back lot, and we'd get like a six-pack of beer, and we'd go into the Psycho house in the hotel, and we would drink, and the carts would go by, and you have to hide. But um, <laughs> And you can write your name on the wall inside the Psycho bathroom. Anyway, today is show 60. Thank you, everybody, for watching 60. Is a, it's a solid number, right? It's a number of seconds in a minute. The minutes of um, 60 minutes in an hour. And that number may have been cho chosen for that reason because of its mathematical convenience. It is divisible by a large number of smaller numbers without a remainder. You can divide 60 by 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 10, 12, 15, 20. So maybe that's why those geniuses came up with that. That's some great math. That is some good math. And uh, since there aren't a lot of jerseys that wear the number 60, we're skipping the jerseys. I don't know. The 60s could be... Uh, could be tough for us. It's just a lot of linemen. Yeah. Just a lot of linemen. The 70s, though, should be good. 80s for receivers. It's going to be solid. Then the 90s, I feel like a lot of hockey Heck coming yeah. my way. Yeah. <laughs> and then what will we do at show 100? Who knows? Um, so what we're going to do is we have a – Ryan, you made a list of athletes that have turned 60, and I have to figure out who they are. Yeah. Since it is National Trivia Day, 
I'm going to take a look at this. Former athletes, age 60. Former athletes are age 60. I already see two that I know right away. So, all right, I'm going to start. I'm going to go clock. I'll go clockwise. I'm going to start with uh, Akeem the Dream Elijahwan. Okay. Is that Akeem? Now, what color uniform is that on number four there, screaming with the turtleneck? Is that one of the Harbaugh's? Is that Harbaugh? That is a Bears okay. Harbaugh. Okay. Oh, you made the picture. Wow, that's Randy Johnson. You can't miss Randy Johnson. Uh, and then the basketball player. It's hard to tell. What uniform is he wearing? Which one? The bass. Is that Carl Malone? No. In the, in the bottom? Bottom right? No. Uh, the, I'm going clockwise. I'm starting. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah. yes. It is Carl Malone? Yes, it is Carl Malone. All right. So I'm four for four. Uh, is that a boxer or a wrestler? Uh, it's a wrestler. UFC uh, fighter. Is, oh, wait. Is that Kurt Angle? No. Oh, damn it. Because you know where Kurt Angle's from? From Pittsburgh. All right. It's a bald wrestler. I don't know wrestling. <laughs> is, this, is this WWF wrestling? Like, no. UFC. Oh, it's a UFC guy. Well, I don't follow UFC. Uh, oh, is that one of the Gracies? No. Tank Abbott? No. One of the black guys? <laughs> I, can't see who it I can't see who it is. Uh, it's Randy, the fighter? Randy Couture. Yes. I heard you say Randy. I, I didn't get that one. Then, is Michael Jordan 60? Oh, my Turned God. 60 I think we did year. that, right? Yep. Michael Jordan is 60. Spoke to him on the phone briefly. Number 78 for the Bills. Is that Bruce Smith? Yes. I think, is he the all-time sax leader? I think he... Because Reggie White, um, we covered this before. I think I Bruce Smith passed him as the all-time sack leader. Wow, Bruce Smith is sixty. I saw him play live yes. against the Steelers. He is the all-time sack leader. How many does he have? Two hundred. He has two hundred sacks. Yeah, only player with two hundred sacks. My God, and T.J. Watt uh, just is close to one hundred. That means he had to, that's two hundred sacks. That's that's going to be a hard stat to beat. That's unbelievable. You'd have to pay five. TJ'd have to pay five or six more years. Second player, Reggie White with 198. Yeah. Third, Kevin Green with 160. Kevin Green, who played for the Rams so and the Steelers. Between one and two to three. Yeah. 38 difference. Big drop off. Difference. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Wow. Bruce Smith, first ballot Hall of Famer. And those Bills teams, I really wish they wouldn't have won a Super Bowl. It was really sad. I saw them play a lot in those heydays. They'd come to town and beat the crap out of the Steelers. But uh, happy uh, 60th uh, year to him. And then. Upper right, I think that's the crime dog. That's Fred McGriff. Yep. Randall Cunningham, Bobby Bonilla, Spud Mc, Spud Webb. Nice, nice job. I almost had Spud McKenzie. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. So I only missed the uh, the UFC guy, but he doesn't play in the Big Four, so I'm going to say I went perfect. I'll give it. I'm to just you. not a UFC guy. I'll give it but, to you. Uh, Bobby Bonilla Day is, I think, July 1st, right? He still gets like a million yeah. and a half dollars from yeah. the Mets, and I think he will through like 2038. Genius, genius agents right there. And soon Spud to be, Webb. Soon to be Otani Day. Otani is going to get how many million for? He's only getting Six, two million. Yeah, sixty-eight, 68 million. Yeah, a Deferred year for ten years after his contract is up. Uh, that doesn't seem like it's fair. It's just not fair. Again, <laughs> no. But Reno Paul's watching. He's a big Dodger fan. I like the Dodgers. I do. No, but that's not fair. It's not fair. I know you hate him. You hate. You hate everything, LA. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, go, Spud Webb. I, now, Spud Webb was a hero of mine growing up because I believe Spud Webb is 5'4". I'm actually taller than Spud Webb. Is he 5'4 or 5'6"? He's 5'7". And somehow Spud Webb could dunk a basketball. 5'6". Uh, he's 5'7". So me and Spud Webb are like the same height, right? And now if I was Spencer, I'd be like, yeah, well, look where he is and look where you're at. That's what Spencer did to you. No, I'd rather be where I am than Spud Webb because you know where Spud Webb is now? He's a bouncer at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> That's one of my old jokes for myself, but I just flipped it and made it spud wet. But I love, he won the dunk competition once or twice, maybe just once. He did. Yeah, yeah, he won it, I think he won it one time. Yeah, there was that Nate Robinson guy. He won it a couple times. 
Uh, he was he was smallish, but Spud Webb. If we have a dunk of Spud Webb, feel free to show that. Otherwise, we're going to move on. I know you're actively looking. We're going to move on to Frank Facts. No fiction. Yesterday it was Frank Fact or Fiction. Today, there's no fiction. They're all real stuff, unlike yesterday. Uh, are you looking for Spud? Should we do Spud or no? It's all right. I just we're skipping Spud. All right. Uh, let's do some on this day. Uh, by the way, that's a great. That's a, that was a great game there. Former athletes who are sixty. I liked it. Man, McGriff, Randall Cunningham, who played football with Mr. Stallworth. Was it Steve? Steve Stallworth. Yeah, at who, UNLV. Uh, yeah, Steve uh, UNLV. played with him at UNLV, where he was the All-American punter. He coached at a local high school a couple years ago. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Yeah, Randall Silver Cunningham. Boy, I'll tell you, you look at the quarterbacks nowadays. He was doing that. Him and Vic were ahead of their time. Cordell Stewart a little bit too. All right, let's do on this day. Speaking of football, in 1986, you want to talk about a true stud? Oh my goodness, Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson on this day in 1986. That's what 38 years ago. He ran for a playoff record of 248 yards. I remember watching this game. This was, um, by the way, that's not fast motion. That's how fast Eric Dickerson was. <laughs> I sped it up. No, that was sped up a little bit. But look at him run. He had that tall glide. You could, if you just silhouetted him and you weren't able to see just by his posture, you could tell. Plus, he always wore that neck thing, that weird neck thing. Look how upright and straight and erect he ran. And then I sped it up. Now. Yeah. Eric Dickerson, 248 yards, beat Dallas 20 to nothing. Um, he was unbelievable. Just that glide of Eric Dickerson. Now, I was looking him up last night, and I read this. Uh, he, this is a quote from Eric Dickerson. First, I remember that I was excited we were playing Dallas. I think that year before we had beaten them in Dallas. Now, when I was playing in SMU, uh, which was a college in Dallas, I was thinking the Cowboys would draft me, but I was excited about playing the Cowboys because I hated them, so I was looking forward to it. And also, late Cowboys head coach Tom Landry said they thought the Rams uh, made a wrong choice in drafting him because he ran too high, and I wasn't going to last long. I didn't look that fast, he said. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give it to you. And Dickerson gave it to him in that playoff game. Eric Dickerson gave it to everybody, man. He was a stud. Uh, I think 2,105 yards in that single season is still the record. And that's what, that's what, he did that in 16 games, and running backs are getting 17, and they're still not getting it. He is unbelievable. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Rams, it has been announced that their quarterback this weekend in a big game not necessarily for them anymore because they're in the playoffs. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. This is Carson Wentz playing for a contract for next year. Am I right? Of course. Yep. I'm, I was surprised he wasn't playing anywhere this year with all the third stringers in the league. Um, the Rams are on the road against the 49ers, and they're plus five over unders 41 and a half. Both teams have clinched playoff berths, so I don't really think there's anything to really watch about that game, is there? Not necessarily, but rivalry game. Yeah, rivalry game, division game. Purdy and McCaffrey probably won't play at all. Uh, well, Purdy isn't, right? Yeah, Purdy, so. Purdy is not playing. And they, they have no shot. At the, Lamar Jackson locked it up last week, so why play? And if you want to think about the Cowboys, since we showed them running over the Cowboys, minus 13 in Washington against the Commanders. Dallas needs to win that game, right? They can win the division if they win. Yeah, they can win the division if, yeah, they, if so they, they win have a lot the Eagles lose, yep. Yeah, and Ron Rivera's on his way out in Washington, pretty much, I would think. Uh, now, Tom Landry, the coach who said those bad things about Eric Dickerson, definitely on the Mount Rushmore of coaches in the 70s with, uh, I'll put John Madden in there, I'll put Chuck Knoll up there. And, of course, you got to put this man, the late, great Don Shula. Happy birthday to Don Shula, who was born January 4th, 19th. Oh, there's the Cowboy line. Jeez, 13 points. Wow. Uh, Don Shula. Happy birthday to Don Shula. When I was a kid... This was the, uh, he just, he kept adding on 
Uh, I think he overtook George Hallis, who had the win record. Your yes. beloved George Hallis from the Bears. Let's see, winning his coach in NFL history, NFL career, three set, three forty-seven and one seventy-three. He played football for the Browns, Colts, Redskins. Coached for the Lions as a DB coach. Now he he coached. Now a lot of people forget this. He was the head coach of the Colts when they lost Super Bowl three to Joe Namath. He was the head coach. They were massive favorites. Didn't win. Goes to Miami and uh, builds a dynasty there. Plus, he was always seen with those glasses, those creepy, uh, <laughs> those creepy like brown shades. You know, you never saw those a lot. Don Shula, Mike Ditka wore them a lot too. But happy uh, posthumous birthday to Don Shula. Gambling angle on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Dolphins host the Bills, and the winner will be AFC champs. Now, the Bills, if they win, they're a number two seed. But if they lose, they could be out of the playoffs. Isn't that right, Ryan? That's insane. If the Bills lose? Yeah. Well, yeah, if the Bills lose. Some other things happen. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the current line is Bills minus three in Miami, 49 and a half. Great game on Sunday night. Kudos to the schedule makers for putting that on Sunday night. But I, I don't know why the Bills are favored in that game. It's not like uh, Miami's playing for the division as well. Yeah. Well, Tyreek's still in a walking boot. Right. Possibly no Jalen Waddle. Right. They lost Bradley Chubb with a torn ACL. But they got they got they got they got hurt so bad against the Ravens last week. You would yeah. think that they want to come back and I mean, especially you got you got the HBO crew following you around for hard knocks. You would think that they're going to want to come out and not lose at home to their hated rival Bills. Plus, if the Steelers beat the Ravens, I need them to. It's all about the Steelers for me. That's all I give a shit about. Um, but the Dolphins—they uh, need the win. I mean, I think. Well, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. I know, but you don't yeah. want to go in having being blown out by the Ravens, right. And then losing to the Bills. So basically, you've gone zero and two against two playoff teams. This game is basically to host two playoff. Games. Yeah, exactly. This is so. a big game. So that's why I'm shocked at that line. And here at the South Point, the Bills are minus three. Over-under is 49 and a half. Wow. Okay. Uh, should be a shootout. Should be some points. But I don't know. I just, I like Miami in that game. Don't you? <laughs> Sean, Miami or Buffalo? What do you I'd think? Three points. I know. <laughs> Sean just glared at me because he's also rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jerry. Mark it down on your grease board. Wait until Newberg gets in here. I'm telling you right now. Newberg is going to say Detroit as many times as I, as I have said Pittsburgh. Uh yeah, okay, but anyway, um, yeah, I like I like the Dolphins in that game. All right, speaking of uh, on this day, 1999 Fiesta Bowl, this is kind of a big thing. It was the first BCS National Championship game for the 1998 season. It was played on January 4th in Tempe, Arizona, Sun Devil Stadium. Tennessee Volunteers, which I've told you, I've, there's several people out there wearing Tennessee colors. Yeah. Maybe they're wearing this <laughs> tribute. Yeah. They're like, you know, in 1999, we won National Championship. That was the first BCS. That was the Bowl Championship Series. There you go. Tostitos right in the middle of the field. They beat the Florida State Seminoles. Florida State actually showed up for that bowl game, unlike the one against Georgia last week. Look at him hugging some. That's just some girl in the No, it was, it was the mascot. It didn't look like a mascot. <laughs> it, was, it was the mascot. All right. I'll trust you on that, Ryan. Anyway, Tennessee, uh, Florida State had won 10 in a row. They had lost to NC State that year. But Florida State sophomore Chris Wanky was injured. By the way, Chris Wanky in that game was probably 26 years old. When he was drafted, he was like 26. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Chris Wanky, I'm not kidding. He was like 26 years old. He had a receding hairline when he was a rookie. I know you're looking it up, but when he, he was really old when he was drafted because I think he tried to play baseball. Yeah, and then he went back to college. How old was he? He was old. He was old. Uh, anyway, congratulations. Tennessee won 23-16 over the Seminoles. How old was he when he was drafted? Did you look it up? Um, still trying to find he it. He was old. Anyway, speaking of Tennessee, I love when segues work that well. Chris Newberg will appreciate that. Uh, happy birthday to Tennessee Titan. 28. 
Darren, how old was he? 28. He was 28 when he got drafted? By Carolina, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so you had missed his prime when you drafted him because I think it was a baseball thing where he went and played baseball. But yeah, he was old. He stuck around for a long time too. All right, so that segue right into Tennessee Titans, the pro team. Derrick Henry is 30 years old today. And here's Derrick Henry with the greatest stiff arm of all time. Get out of my way. That is Josh Norman who has still not recovered from that. Here's the slow motion to make it more humiliating. Norman comes to tackle him and he just shoved him away like a rag doll. And look at the bench behind him. That's such a great angle. And here's another angle of Josh Norman's humiliation. Wham. And he is 30. And what are you wearing over there, Ryan? Ryan has got the Derrick Henry jersey. That is sweet. He, uh, he won me a couple fantasy championships. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Had I was going to say, you've, to. you've never talked about the Titans or your fandom of the Titans. You wear yeah. it because Derrick Henry helped win you so much. Yeah. Did you Three take the money and league. buy that jersey? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's 30 years old. By the way, it seems like Derrick Henry's been along for a long time. 30 yeah. years old. Yeah. Still one of the premier backs. Could be his last year in Tennessee. I know. But we need Tennessee to win. Let's take a look at that Tennessee line. Tennessee hosts the Jags. Uh, the Jags are favored by five on the road, 39 and a half is the total. I really think Vrabel and the Titans will win this game. I think it's four now. Is it four? Is it down to four? Okay. Anyway, Sean, I know we're both hoping for Tennessee to win this game. But, of course, the Steelers have to take care of business first. And uh, Mike Vrabel played for the Steelers before he played, played for the Patriots. But where did Vrabel become a star? Playing for Bill Belichick. And speaking of that, on this day in sports history... Bill Belichick, explain this whole mess that he, on this day, what happened with Bill Belichick? Well, so the Jets owner had passed away, Leon Hess. Right. And so they, he didn't leave the team in his will for any of his family members. So the league was going through the process of selling the team. Oh, my God. And so Belichick decided to not deal with going through a new ownership and having to go through that process. And he decided to resign as the Jets head coach a day after being named the head being coach. Being named the Jets head coach. And then signed with... New England. I mean, you're named the head coach, and then the next day, here he is coming back. So he's named that coach, then he comes back the next day and goes, ah, you know what? Nah, I'm good. Look how young he looks there, too. And he's actually wearing a suit and tie. When's the last time you saw Bill Check in a suit and tie? My God. I wasn't even born yet. What's that? said I wasn't even born yet. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. And Chris Newberg heard that, too. There he is. He was actually named coach of the Jets, like, twice in history, right? Yeah. All right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we have two more special birthdays to do. After we talk with this man, uh, I want to get him on right now because he's a very funny gentleman. He's an actor, writer, producer. He's done everything. The ChrisArmy.com is his website. You can follow him. Very funny guy. There's Chris Newberg. Jay Chris Newberg. Jay, what's up? Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. Sports. 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 <laughs> now, Thanks for having me. I appreciate now, listen, I've been telling now that Jerry, who works on the show here, he teases me a lot because I mention my hometown quite frequently. But I said, you want to have someone on the show who's going to talk about his hometown just as much? It's this guy. Yawn, waiting for, wait, there it is. What Where's is my tattoo? <laughs> what is your, <laughs> oh, there it is, the Detroit. Look at that. He's got the Detroit. I have no tattoo. Oh, I have one on my posterior. I could show you the Steeler logo. Nope. Okay. Right. The Steeler logo, huh? No, I don't. Wouldn't it be a, never mind. What? Anyway, Chris, uh, Chris, show, tell us what we got behind us, man. Look at that collection of stuff you have up there. Uh, that is uh, awesome. Okay. Thanks. Uh, this was me on the Tonight Show yep. uh, uh, when I got fourteen standing. No, not standing. Fourteen applause breaks. <laughs> this was the. This is when my comedy album was number one on Billboard. There you go. Uh, uh, Sixty-six weeks on the chart. Uh, I went from three to one. This was the license plate to my dad's car, and then that's me 
uh, with headphones on in case you can't see me in real life. <laughs> I remember your Tonight Show set. Four, by the way, the over-under was 12 on your uh, applause breaks, and you got 14. So the overhead, very yeah. nice. And uh, how long has this beard been coming in, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Whoa. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be, it, it's, it started to, I just, I think it was a, a playoff beard in my head when I wasn't in the playoffs, <laughs> but, you know, like maybe a playoff tribute beard. But uh, I just, the last time you the know, Lions were in the playoffs. Yeah, the last time the Lions were in the playoffs, you started growing it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. 20, 20 years plus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just been going for a second. But it's not, it's not that, it's not hard. It's just easy. I don't have to shave as much. It's getting, it's getting, I wish it were. It's getting Letterman esque. It's getting, it's getting full and long, man. It looks good. Oh, is that the go fuck yourself line? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, am I not allowed to say no, that? you can am say not- you can say yourself. That's fine. The word yourself is good. No, oh, we, we I'm don't so frown. Sorry. It's okay. I, I I had wrote him. I said it was PG. Join the club. I, I don't think I said PG thirteen. But you're an exclusive club. Hold on. Let's run down the list. Let's run down the list. Uh, Major League All Star Greg Vaughn, who had 50 home runs for the San Diego Padres. He said it live in the studio when he was here with Denny Nagel. Okay. Uh, who was All the right. second one? Was the second it was one Jerry? It was Jerry who slipped it on our show when I asked him if he could name the alter ego of uh, the nutty professor uh, in the Jerry Lewis movie. Uh, and of course it's buddy love. And then Jerry went, ah, F and then who else said it? Oh, oh, we, we thought Jacqueline said it, but she actually said she did. Well, okay. So yeah, you're friends with her. We yeah. had Jacqueline uh, Marfugi Caprio in here and mm-hmm. she kind of said it, right? I think she said it differently. Oh, I full on said it. I just didn't know that you couldn't. I won't. It's, <laughs> it's no fine. problem. Sure. No, it's fine. Listen, it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Uh, guess what? You just made best moments of 2024. So we will run <laughs> sure. that. We will run that clip in approximately uh, 11 months. No, it's fine. So what does your shirt say today? Usually you have something Detroit. What do you got on there? Uh, it's a Detroit bar. Um, stout. Stout. Stout drinking team, and it says the name of the bar on the back. I don't remember, but I wanted to say before I forget. Yeah. Do you guys know? Did you notice when you were when, well when Belichick when Belichick was a. Uh, doing the Jets announcement, you were talking about that. Did you notice the bang effort that was going on? Like the comb down, like the the elongated Caesar? It was like, it was definitely. Clooney had us all doing it. Yeah, he was. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Oh my God. Yeah, now he just does. He's at the point where he doesn't care. So yeah, but back then, he was going to be the head coach of the Jets. He figured there was going to be some some commercial opportunities. That's hysterical. Right. So now let's talk about your Detroit Lions. Now we were Ryan and Jerry and I. We went out and watched the game on Saturday. I was rooting for Detroit, and then that whole controversy at the end of the game. I mean, and the, and the, and the result of that. Now we have. Do we have the billboard? We have a clip. There's a billboard up in Detroit uh, as of today that said, uh, "Where is it? We we have it for. I think it says Decker checked in. Right? Yeah, yeah, Decker, Decker checked in. Yeah, Decker reported, and then they had the eleven and five scratched out and twelve and four. Were you where were you watching the game? What was your reaction when you were watching that? I was watching it at the uh, where was I? I was at the no, I was at the den, okay. and I watched it, and it was upsetting. I mean, but <laughs> it's not. But there's no possible way I can be upset about this season in any way whatsoever. Yeah. We have 11 wins. We haven't had 11 wins in 11 years. Wow, I mean, we're bad. We were bad, and then like when Goff came over. I was like, oh, cool. It's Harrington with a shorter name. It's going to be just <laughs> awful. And it's going to be just awful. But he, he's, he's been good. Yeah, he's been solid. It was a great trade. Everyone thought it was lopsided. Stafford going to the Rams. But Goff, I, he's been real, real good. So, I mean, look, the guy has the experience to get a team to the Super Bowl. 
I mean, are you even allowed to say those words? You don't want to jinx it. You want to just get in the playoffs and maybe win one game? The greatest part about the Lions was 20 years ago when Wayne Fonts was coach <laughs> and we got into the when we got into the playoffs. Wayne Fonts was this fantastic. I mean, he, he, being able to remember because I think I was in my 30s or, or something, and he always had a cigar and he would get just wasted <laughs> and show up to local Detroit sports radio. No, and that's when he had yeah, and he would have his like big buck. Uh, his big buck quote, he'd be like, I'm like the big buck. Everyone's coming for me, but no one's going to catch me because we're going to the play. And he was like, wow, dude, you are drunk. <laughs> and, but he was he was entertaining and he was fun and he, and it, he had success. Yeah, uh, that was cool. I mean, I like and, and Dan Campbell, if he doesn't die of caffeine <laughs> overdose, I think that we're in a pretty good place. He is I mean, intense. Like, he is intense. Dan Campbell. You know he yells it. You know, can you just imagine accidentally lane cutting him off, and then just going, ah! and then bite, and then you'd be like, bite your knees off. Isn't that what he said at his introductory press conference? Bite their knees. Yeah, he's an intense guy, man. But I, I love. Listen, when I was a kid, Billy Sims and I, like I had a Detroit Lions bike. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Jerry Pittsburgh. All right, but anyway, um, in De I had a Detroit Lions bike. I wanted a Lions bike because it was cool. It was the NFL licensed these these chrome bikes. And uh, mm -hmm. I loved the Lions, man. Eric Hipple and then Eric Kramer. Mm -hmm. I always liked the, the Lions. And I'm, so I got to go to a state. I got to go to, uh, what was the dome called? Why am I drawing a blank? Silverdome. Silverdome. Went up and saw Barry Sanders in his prime run, man. So uh, he, was, he was ridiculous. So uh, are you also a Pistons fan? What do you think of what's going on with the Pistons? Can you even follow oh, that God. team? Or, I mean, it's just been sad. I think I think it's you know it's it's a collective block out of the bad. I mean, why focus on what the Pistons aren't having success with at the moment, and you know, and focus on Michigan and and the Detroit Lions? Oh, I mean, that's true. When did, that hasn't happened in a long time. I mean, the Red Wings are. I'm not really a big hockey guy. Yeah. Uh, Tigers. I, I like watching when I'm there because I'm more of a fan of the hot dog than the than the show. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Pistons are the Pistons. It's like the NBA, in my opinion, is scary is as far as betting is concerned lately because I'm an over-under guy and all the overs are like 260, <laughs> 251. And I'm like, what? Why? I'm afraid to bet that. Now, wait a second. The Pistons played last night, went to overtime, and I never even saw the final score. What did they do last night? Did they win or lose? I, I didn't look well. No, they, they lost in overtime. They lost in overtime. Okay. Well, when we were out now, here's the thing: we were watching the Lions game on Saturday together, and at the same time, you had the Pistons playing and winning. They uh, they finally they hit the money line, and I had uh, I think I won twenty seven dollars. So we were very excited. Nice. But you bring up a good point. I, I I just realized that I forgot about the University of Michigan is also going on. So think of the controversy you've had with the sign stealing scandal. Now with the Lions, you have that. Now with the Pistons, a losing streak, it's been a busy year for Michigan slash Detroit sports fans. There's a lot, lot going on besides the games. Yeah, but I mean, when I moved to Los Angeles, it's like I went from, you know, it's like we went from missing repeatedly, not having success, almost being there, like having our Super Bowl being preseason and Thanksgiving to moving out here and, you know, LeBron, the Rams win the Super Bowl, LeBron won a championship. It's like, I'm I'm fine. I love Detroit. I think it's great, and I'm I'm a fan of all the sports teams. But it doesn't suck to live in a city where people win. 
often. <laughs> well, now, see, we were talking. Now, uh, yes, the Lakers went off and the Kings have won while we've both lived in L.A. And now you got the Dodgers going out and spending, you know, over a billion dollars. Ryan is right. not happy about that. I, as a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, uh, you know, there has to be a salary cap or a salary. It's not fair. But I do like the Dodgers. But, I mean, in L.A., it's expected. You know, in Detroit, you're appreciating every win. You know, like you said, it's been a long time. But in L.A., it's almost not fair. Like the coolest thing, okay, in high school, this is, you know, you're, yes, you're right. You're expecting L.A. to win and everything in Michigan is is bonus. I remember in high school, the coolest Detroit Tiger moment I had was I was in a play with this girl named Kathy Freehand and her father was Bill Freehand, Bill Freehand the, yeah. the catcher for the 68 team. Yeah. And they had, and, they, and the coolest thing ever was I made out with her in the pool <laughs> Uh, on summer break, and his pool was a catcher's mitt. Oh, come on. Was, no, I was like, how else do you like have success in life? You've made out in a catcher's mitt pool with the <laughs> World Series catcher's daughter. You've won. This is the best 15-year-old guy you're going to be. Now, wait a second. Um, what was the play you were in with her? And what was the... Uh, Mame. Ma you didn't, wait, that's singing and dancing. Yeah. You coax the blues right out of the hole. <laughs> Whatever it was. Still remembers the song and choreography. Well, a lot of people, I mean, might not know. Now, you have an interesting career. I've known you as a stand-up and a television producer. We've worked on shows. But you started in bands, right? You were you were a guitar player in a band. Yeah, I wrote Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> now, see, I, I would have led with that. You're burying the lead here. I didn't realize that. When you were two years old, you wrote Stairway. Jeez. Yeah, that was a good song. Uh, yeah, I was in a, I was, uh, I started performing in 1985. Wow. doing bands and and i went from 85 to 99 touring okay. in a van with a bunch of smelly people and <laughs> having a great time and just you know we had a lot of really cool moments and like we toured with oasis and Mellencamp and the kind of really? yeah we had a lot of fun and it just we never went anywhere and then you know it's like it's funny how in most band situations it ends up being uh, the prophecy of Brian Adams, where Jimmy quit, Joey got married, <laughs> should have known. We'd never and, get far, right? Yeah, and I was just tired. I got tired of carrying stuff. I got tired of doing all the work. Right. So I was like, I, I quit. And then I quit, and I wasn't doing anything for two days. And I was like, this isn't going to work out. I have to do something. <laughs> so I got into improv and got into stand-up. That's just, I had no idea. Now, wait, Oasis, I mean, the Gallagher brothers, were you around them at the height of their fame when they were complete, like, insane brothers? Coolest story ever. Yes. So, <laughs> so we get the, so it's, uh, I don't know who their opening band was. It was either Blur or someone, but they couldn't do it in Detroit. So we, because our, at the time we were managed by Bill Blackwell and for, for Punch Enterprises, that was Bob Seeger's management company. So Bill had a bunch of pull at the State Theater, which is now um, the Fillmore. And so Oasis was there. Wonderwall was just cresting, like it, it hadn't broke, but it was a single. And they were they were taken off. They should not have been playing in a three thousand seat room. So we get the <laughs> notification. We're like, you have the opening slot. You get 30 minutes in front of Oasis. Do not speak to them. Do not look at them. Do not talk to them. Do not have any interaction with them whatsoever. You, you could get fired. So we're like, okay. So I'm, I'm stage, stage right, I think. No, stage left. I'm on this side of the stage. If I'm facing now. It still confuses and, and I, me to this day as well. But yeah, go ahead. So I'm playing, I'm playing rhythm. And I look over to the right and Noel, Liam, 
Bonehead, the drummer, all those fucking people. Oh my god, I don't even Frickin', 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 with an R. We have, we, R, have a, R. we have a cough button, don't worry, we got it. I know, I know, I, I see, I know that you have a delay, but I, that was not intentional. So, um, uh, the, um, they're staring at us, the okay. entire set, and it's intimidating, because you're like, are they having fun? Are they gonna tackle us? You know, what's going on? So, we, we finished the set, they're not there for they leave. They're they're not there for the last song. We go up to our room and we're just thrilled. We're like yeah. we have this small tiny dressing room and we're like yeah. And all of a sudden it's like knock on the oh, door. Oh, he's just like oh no. And I open the door and Noel is standing there. And I was like, I couldn't say hi. I didn't know what to do. I was like oh no. And he's like great show mates. Come to our party after the set. And we're like oh and we're like. We started jumping up and down. And we're all excited. I proceeded to get more intoxicated than I've ever been in my entire life because I was celebratory yes. and I was happy and human. So we're at this party and now I'm at a, a level of confidence that is unusual for me. Like I, I'm, I always consider myself capable, but in this moment, I was confident. Okay. I just opened for Oasis. Now, to describe this backstage scene that they had could only be accurate as like Sodom and Gomorrah, like <laughs> just like all this wonderful, just craziness. People fanning each other with giant leaves. <laughs> uh, Liam was sitting, he was actually laying on like a, um, um, I want to say psychiat psychiatrist couch. Like, a, or fainting, like a, long... a fainting couch or whatever they call them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we have one. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like it's like it's like a chaise lounge, but like a long one. And he's on it, so I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to Liam. And everyone in the band was like, Don't do it. And I'm like, This is when it happens. And like, you can't even spell right now. And I'm like, I don't care. And I walked up to him and I said, Huge fan, great show. And he goes, Thanks, mate. Shake my foot. He doesn't get up. And shake he literally shakes, he raises his foot from the couch. So now I'm like, oh goodness, what do I do? I can't, I can't shake his foot. Then I suck. Then all this confidence I have goes away forever. Then for the rest of my life, when I hear the first chords of Wonderwall, yeah, right. I'm like, I shook that guy's foot. <laughs> but in a moment, and I don't know how I got the balance, and I don't know what I did. I literally stood on one leg and high-fived him with my foot nice. <laughs> like only thing you could do yeah, yeah right. only thing i could do and it worked and he just started cracking up and he goes ah he's like i thought i put you in a pickle and then, <laughs> and then i was like yeah <laughs> and i just ran oh my god that is brilliant wow yeah they're, they're yeah. i mean they used to beat the crap out of each other they would fight on stage they were nuts and then they proclaimed themselves the greatest band in the world and that was never a good thing to do because people are going to take shots at you but I, that first CD that I have, I, I think it was a cassette, maybe even. Uh, it was a good album, but that's that's an unbelievable story. And you partied all yeah, night it, with them? Did you stick around all night, or did you get the hell out? Of um, we we stayed we stayed for a little bit, but I mean, I literally <laughs> my exit is. memory was foot foot high five. <laughs> but <laughs> that's when it was time for me to. You have to understand, there's nobody probably in the world that has that story. Or <laughs> is this something he does to all the openers? <laughs> I've, you know, it's entirely possible. I have no idea. But my that's that's one of two favorite run-ins I had with uh, celebs we were on the road with. One time we were on the road with Mellencamp, and he had just oh had a, a, his his fourth heart attack. Yeah, he's had and several. He, 
And he was deciding whether or not he wanted to continue touring. So he booked a weekend in Grand Rapids at some theater. And he was amazing. We get there and we're there early to do soundcheck. We're there before the band. And I mean, like he had Kenny Arnoff on drums. It's like he, it, was, he, it was just like, whoa. So I say to the, you know, because when you go into a larger venue, when you enter through the, the backstage entrance, they have tape on the floor with arrows right. and signs to where your dressing room is, etc. And so there was a, an arrow leading up the stairs. And I said to the security person, which dressing room, what do I do when I get to the top? And he goes, oh, your dressing room is on the left. I go, great. So I get up to the top. I turn to the left. I walk in and it's just like one of those, it's like, it's like a, a, a fountain fruit punch thing, like a Hawaiian <laughs> punch on tap. It was all the alcohol and all the food and all of the most amazing thing. And then out of the bathroom comes Elaine Irwin. Yes, the super model. Yeah. Who was striking. Yeah, tall and, and, and I was like, and I literally go, and I, and I go, wow, our dressing room rules. And then I just hear him, him from behind me goes, get the f out. And he goes, yours is across the hall. And I turn around to look at him and he's so short. And so it was just like, huh, okay. Wow. And, but it was one of the best shows I've seen. He had, he had every guy in the whole uh, stadium taking their shirt off and whipping it oh, around wow. and I saw yeah, that was fun. I, I saw Mellencamp. Uh, it was thank I, the, I remember the day because it was Thanksgiving, nineteen eighty four. And if you brought a can of food, you know you you you, you got some. He gave away some because it was like farm aid time, and he did. I, it was close to three hours, and uh, <clears throat> the album Scarecrow was out. Justice and Independence Day was a, a song on there. I love Rumble Seat. The whole thing. He was unbelievable. Yeah. But during the concert, and my sister and my friend, my friend, uh, uh, he's not watching right now, but. Uh, we had a couple in front of us. So I was 15 years old at a John Cougar Mellencamp concert, enjoying one of the greatest concerts of my life. And then during the song Pink Houses, the couple in the row in front of us had sex. <laughs> right in front of us. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, oh, yeah. It was full. I mean, so I'm 15. And at that point, you're 15. And you don't know, do I watch the show or do I watch this show? It was like, <laughs> I was like this. I was like, John Cougar singing Pink Houses. So my sister to this day, anytime she hears Pink Houses, she has a, we have a, a vision of a couple in front of us at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh having sex. Are you talking about like penetration clothes off? I'm pretty or sure. Are you talking? Well, you know what? I was 15. Wow. I was 15. So like oh, okay. heavy making out was probably like, oh, they're having sex. But no, I will, I will confirm the story with my sister or Don Fusina who was with me. But no, we're pretty sure. Pretty sure that was the first time I'd ever seen anything. Quite like this has become punchlines after dark. This show hasn't it? We've got I'm so sorry. flying. No, it's been sorry. Um, <laughs> so shifting gears from showbiz before we close with that, Michigan playing in the national championship. Are you a Michigan or Michigan State guy? Don't you have to choose between one or the other? Huge Michigan fan. You're a Michigan fan. Oh, that's perfect. Huge Michigan fan. Okay, so now I don't know if you're aware of this. We talked about it on the show yesterday. If you would want to fly to go see that game in Houston. I think round trip coach tickets are $2,500. The airlines are gouging people from the state of Washington and uh, Michigan. That's just, that's, that, there should be, that's, that's gouging. That should be against the law. So I don't know if you know anybody going from Michigan to the game. I don't know if they bought tickets later or were smart enough to get them early, but that's just insane. I think a lot of Michigan people, I mean, Michigan people are crazy, just like Pittsburgh people. Yeah. So they would drive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they would just drive. They Wait, would just drive. That's, a lot. that's true. They'll get in their Chevy or Ford and drive all the way straight through without stopping. It's south, man. It's <laughs> south. There ain't going to be no snow. Let's do this. Come on. 
like exactly what's going to go down. <laughs> so there you go. That's probably there probably will be a convoy. Um, and what's the line on the game right now? Is it four and a half? It's four and a half. Do over under fifty six. Over under. Oh, it's it was fifty five and a half. So it's gone up a little. So what do you think? Overall do you think, hit. Yeah, you you would take o- the- overall hit. I don't think Michigan covers. And I love Michigan. I could be wrong I, because I watched the Washington game and I saw their two of their really good people get hurt, but they are so fast. They are. And Michigan traditionally is not a very fast team unless they're chasing pizza. So it's like, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, yes, they're very good. They're very strong. They're, I hope it works. You know, I got, I got to see when Brady won his. That was wonderful. Oh, wow. Uh, but I mean, I'm four and a half. That's a lot against Washington. It, Washington hasn't lost anybody, and they've been dominant in every game they've yeah. played. Uh, yeah, they, they they have an offense. They're going to score points. I agree with you. I, I mean, uh, Ann, our director on the show for Christmas, he gave us each a, a ticket on Washington to win the national championship. She put so cool. much. So it would pay off. We'd all, we would all, we love Ann to begin with, but this would make us love Ann even more. But I think, I think that, yeah, so it's uh, 56. Yeah, four and a half points. I, I think that's too many. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Washington just because one of my best friends in LA who worked with the show on you, but I don't think you guys ever interacted. It was that bear grills show that you were out in the middle of nowhere doing. Christian was working on the challenges. He's a UW guy. So I've been watching their games all year with him. So I'm kind of, I know Christian. Yeah. Christian Hansen. He might be watching. Is Christian watching? Yeah. Uh, oh, he is. B-Town dummy. Let's see. What did he say? Rumor has it. Friday's show is Frank playing for a contract. So adjust your bets accordingly. What the hell is that about? What are you saying, Christian? Anyway, uh, but speaking of that show, the Bear Grylls show, t- tell us some of the. I just want people to know all the stuff that you're doing in Los Angeles actively, and where can people find you, etc. Uh, the portal to me is thechrisarmy.com, yeah. uh, just like the Kiss Army, but traditional spelling of Chris, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-A-R-M-Y. Uh, I just rap named that tune for season four. Oh, okay. I'm shooting. I'm shooting my second comedy special Friday of next week in Toronto. Uh, after that, I hope to get back into scripted TV and uh, do some more writering on shows. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I, I, I'm a busy I'm a busy person in my brain. It's like I just finished writing a movie and I came up with two show ideas and I partnered with one company. So it's like there's they're at the bottom levels of a long road they need to go to get to the place they need. But at least they're at the bottom rung. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm just going to keep having fun, keep living my life, keep trying to create as much as I can, not sweat idiotic things and <laughs> That's the way bet on it. sports that don't have 400 points as the over-under. <laughs> um, yeah, you're always busy. Chris is a great follow on on uh, on Twitter, Instagram, very funny. The guy just writes jokes, 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 a lot of jokes. And uh, name that tune. Um, that's is that that's Jamie. F- no, it's, that's uh, the girl, the Jane Krakowski. Yeah, Jane Jane Krakowski and Randy Jackson. The show shoots it shot in Ireland. So every night from uh, two a.m. to seven a.m., I was on call oh. just in case they needed another version. Because I wrote, I was a scriptwriter. Okay. So every like the I I, I mean I have no problem saying this. Um, is it the F Jane word again, and Randy or no? Is it, no uh, we know no, you have no, no problem saying that. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to write you my apology text <laughs> no, after no, no, I get please. off. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Jane has been famous since she's been like two. I mean, God, you know, yeah, she was in vacation for God's sakes. Yeah. Yep. And she was doing commercials before that. So she has a level of requirement that is, it's, I mean, like she, <laughs> she, a lot of it is she feels a lot like her character on 30 rock and I'm a huge, <laughs> and, I, and I'm a huge fan Brilliant of 30 show. rock. Yeah. It was a flawless show. And 
she'll i'll get a note be like jane wants it more this way and and it's so funny because when you're doing a script the script is mostly boilerplate yeah except for ins and outs of hey everybody welcome to name that tune we'll be right back after this right. but they want slight variations and she's like this was the best note i got <laughs> i want something funny i want something current and i want it to not sound like it's trying to be funny or current <laughs> And what did you come up with? Do you remember what you came up with for that note? I literally went to the previous season and pulled up. I literally I went to the previous yeah. season and I pulled up a bunch of the stuff I didn't use. Yeah. Randomly picked the third thing and I sent it and she was like, this is what I'm talking this about. This is where we, <laughs> this is the direction we need to go in. Like, oh, God. oh my God. That is brilliant. But, I, I bet I, but celebrities are great. They're all crazy. Yeah. Right. In the best way. <laughs> Well, Chris, uh, uh, knock him down. Oh, break it. Ann, did you say something? Or you had something? Got, Pittsburgh uh, mentions. Oh, Detroit Min Oh, so I won. Okay, so wait. So there <laughs> what is that? 11 to 6? Yep. I wait, can't... so 11 to 6. Hold on a second. This is telling for all you crazy bet people. Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Hold on. Let's see. What does that say? F-bomb club. Oh, F-bomb. F-bomb Three. You have three. Three. It was a yes, two and a half. Winner. It felt like two and a half. I thought the third one didn't no. come out. Can you pull, can you hold the old sign up the, the previous sign up the oh, wait, one with all Detroit. the Jerry throw the previous Detroit. sign with the Detroit yeah. and the Pittsburgh mentions let's see what we got here all right okay betters listen to me this is the only thing that you need to focus on check this out do you see how it's 11 against six yeah. that means it's five a difference of five right so if you're betting michigan according oh. to this sign michigan will cover by a half point <laughs> i love the let logic. it ride and the crazy eyes always helps to convince me to make a bet because i i will do it i will probably uh -huh. do it now uh and your second special in toronto why toronto why did you choose to shoot up there I did not choose okay. uh, my very my very good friend Russell Peters is oh, doing yeah. the cool he's doing the cool celeb thing and he's helping me he got a special on this network and I can't announce what network yet okay but he's going to release it through there and they're also investing so he, he literally he said all right I want to do my special but I was like these are the guys I want you to also give Fantastic. specials to and it was just such a really cool move yeah he's a good dude man he's from up there so that's great and the first one we can see on YouTube right your dry bar Yep, it's called uh, Way Too Soon. Way Too Soon. Chris, J. Chris Newberg. Zero F-bombs in that special. Zero F-bombs because it, it was in Utah. I should have told him we were doing the show from Utah, not Vegas. Anyway, it's on YouTube. So before you come back to watch Sports by the Book at 3 p.m., you have time in between to watch his dry bar special, which is very funny. J. Chris Newberg, ladies and gentlemen, I knew you'd be great. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank we're going to take cool. a two-minute break. Then Ryan and I will come back and wrap up the show with some really funny stuff you want to see. Thanks, J. Chris Newberg. We'll see you soon, Thanks. buddy. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby.
South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Ah, we are having fun today on Punchlines. Uh, Jay Chris Newberg killed it. Make sure you follow him. And uh, I'm going to make sure for, I, I've thought about his penance for swearing on the show. He's going to have to get the Chris Army involved in subscribing and following our show. So we're currently at 982. I'm going to predict in the next day or two. Nine what? 83. 983. I predict Chris is going to push us over 1,000, and I will make him have to make that happen for swearing on the show. A lot of live comments. What do you see on there, Ryan? Anything in particular? Uh... Who's taller, Lars Ulrich or Frank Nicotero? Lars Ulrich is five six, I think. So that's what Paul is saying. Yep. We know Paul. Yeah. Uh, I would say I, I, according to what I, I'm five six and a half. My driver's license says five seven. So I'm going to say I'm taller than Lars. Lars Ulrich, I come to watch Metallica show. By the way, I made him sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I did. I'm not a, an Arnold. I'm not an impressionist. Uh, Joey B. South Point Studio, but I get a timeout from YouTube. Do they give you? Does YouTube give timeouts? No. No. Okay. Good. I just want to make sure. Uh, Joey B, we always appreciate you watching the show. Jeff Parles was supposed to be on the show today. That he was. Yeah, Joey B, who's his number one fan. Jeff did not make it back in time from Disneyland. Yep. But he will be on Sports by the Book. Just so you yes. know, Joey B. Uh, give him give him crap for that, too. By the way, he sent me a picture. He bought an outrageous Disney hoodie. Did you <laughs> yeah, see that car, picture? Uh, yeah, a Cars jacket. Yeah, it's a, it's a Cars jacket. Yeah. He said he's going to wear it next time he's on this show. So next Thursday, this is what's called a tease in the biz. When you see Jeff Parle, unless he's wearing it today on Sports by the Book and blows I, I don't think I he doubt will. he's going to wear it. <laughs> I don't think he will. That is a punchlines jacket for sure. So next week, tune in for that. Uh, what else? Yeah, and B-Town Bum Dummy, who's Christian, who worked with uh, uh, Chris Newberg on the Bears Grills. It was like a survival show, game show out in the woods on TBS. So I think the crew had to rough it a little bit. He says, yeah, the red you'll never get the red clay out of your hands. Yeah, if you've been to Georgia or you've watched the movie My Cousin Vinny, you know about uh, the red clay down south. Have you ever been down south, Ryan? Uh, not further south. I don't mean like south Henderson, Carolina. but I mean like you know, like. <laughs> well, I've been to to Florida. You have to Florida. And I've been to South Carolina, and North Carolina, but oh, I haven't there you been go. to like Mississippi or. Uh, anyway, Louisiana, lucky man. We appreciate everybody watching the show. Paul, Reno, Paul, B Town Dummy. Uh, yeah, good show. So we have a couple things we wanted to share with you that we, I wanted to get Chris on because I knew he'd be great. And that Oasis story and the Mellencamp story are tremendous. Uh, Jerry, our our wonderkin. Social media guy will cut those into short bits that you can share with friends. And uh, he's going to push us over a 1,000. I know it. So speaking of Las Vegas, where we do the show live from every day, Chris Bryant, who I imagine you're a big Chris Bryant fan, uh, he won the World Series for the Cubs. Yes. Yes, he did. And it's his Recorded birthday the final today. out. And this, what's that again? Recorded the final out. 
recorded the fight. It was a little ground ball to third. That's right. And he threw yeah. it over. And didn't Rizzo shove it in his pocket? Yep. You see Rizzo take saved the ball, the ball. and yep. shove it in his pocket. Genius move by Anthony. Italians. Rizzo! Vinny! He saved the ball. Anyway, uh, he's 32. That kind of blew my mind because I always think of Chris Bryant coming up. And he was like 22 years old, 23 years old. But he's 32, which isn't old. They uh, had that controversy of uh, his minor league time, his arbitration time. Yeah. And so that's probably why oh, he's not yeah. a Cub Welcome anymore. to Pittsburgh every year. Oh, I'm up to seven. Sorry. Put it on there. The Pirates do that every year. And we just, number one pick, Paul Skeens. Skeens, Skeens from LSU, yep. Yep. who should be on the opening day roster. Yeah, will not. that shoves. What? He throws really he hard. He shoves. Yeah. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. His stuff. He's, he's going to be our number one starter by the All-Star break. So, oh, my God. But they'll, they'll keep him down so the Super 2 won't kick in. Ridiculous. But anyway, Chris Bryant turns 32 today. He's born in Vegas. And he was once pranked by a fellow Vegas baseball player, Greg Maddox. Go ahead. Roll this footage. I, I, when I'm Ryan sent me that it was Chris Bryant's Vegas, birthday. Listen to this. I'm going to attempt to pull a prank off on Chris Bryant. Okay. So Maddox is going to pitch. He's posing as the sound guy. Look at Greg Maddox. Look at that. Isn't that a barrel. It'll sound really good. That's the goal. Oh. No, not there. Get it a little down, a little lower. And he starts talking smack. <laughs> you can definitely tell Chris is annoyed. Oh, yeah. I don't want any of you guys thrown because you guys, no. No. I so I can throw BP. Here, hold this. I throw to kids all the no, time, dude. You've actually thrown. I throw to my uh, little league team. <laughs> well, I mean, back in the day. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, the best dry. pitchers of all time. Actually, not too bad, actually. Thank you. <laughs> So he gets, he gives him a couple good pitches. Hey, that's scary. Now he starts throwing him stuff. <laughs> this sound guy's got a good curveball. <laughs> that's pretty good. No. That's a strike. That's a strike. That's a strike. You want him higher? No. Yeah, maybe a little higher. This might be better than the young guy. <laughs> I love it. I seriously doubted you. Hey, think I could get that bat? <laughs> maybe. Okay. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good one. That was great. You want to sign the bat to me? <laughs> Chris, you signed that to uh, Greg Maddox? <laughs> See? See? I told you. Good hitting. He knew it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, get it off. I love it. <laughs> totally. You still want the bat? You still want the bat? <laughs> still want the bat? No. No. Oh, man. Uh, it's, I, I don't know where I saw it. I was on social media somewhere. And last night, I'm like, wait, wasn't that Chris Bryant? And then uh, I sent it to Ryan, who had never seen it. That's one of the greatest clips, man. I just thought he's like, sound guy's got a pretty good curveball. <laughs> and by the way, the worst, that's one of those like uh, undercover boss disguises yep. that's so bad. You're like, how do you not know that that's not someone wearing a fake beard and fake mustache? But uh, by the way, I'll watch every episode of Undercover Boss. I love it. By the way, there's rumors Chris Andrews is going to be on Undercover Boss, <laughs> the new season. And he's going to come in here and be like a new sound guy or something. He's going to come in. So we better be on our best behavior at all times. Uh, happy birthday, Chris Bryant. He's now a Rocky, right? That's, yes. that's weird to see him in a Rocky uniform, man. He got his got the big contract from the Rockies. He did. And, and the Rockies are never good. It's just, ugh. you can't get pitching there. You can't, you can't. Uh, no. Okay. Denny Nagel and Mike Hampton were two big free agent signings. That was their big push. They made the World Series in one year and then got swept by Boston, I think. But uh, it's going to be tough to win a World Series in Colorado. Hitter's ballpark. Hitter's ballpark, man. And uh, I don't know what the Cubs and Rockies' futures are, but you can bet them here at South They're, Point. Uh, oh, do you have them? Yeah. So Cubs are 30-1 to one to win the World Series, 15-1 okay. to one to win the National League. That's not bad. The Rockies are 500-1 to one yeah. to win the series and 250-1. to one Save to your money. <laughs> Save your money on the Rockies. But 15-1 to one for the Cubs to win the pennant yep. with Craig Council now managing. And no offseason acquisitions. No offseason. Yeah, that's bad.
literally not one signing. They're saving it for all in season. Yeah, that's right. They didn't. They, well, they spent all their money on Craig Council. They're giving them eight million a year. How do you do that and not make a signing? It is ridiculous. You can hear the anger coming out of of you right now. Uh, and last thing on the show today, Wemby, Wembenyana. It is his birthday. Victor Wembenyana turns how old? 20. 20 years old. And guess what his average points per game is? Is it 20? It's 18.9, but close. So, uh, yeah, Victor Wembenyana, the number one pick. And, you know, uh, is he rookie of the year right now or is it Chet Holmgren? Chet, Chet's the favorite. Chet really is. is it? I mean, because yeah. I think everyone was given it, but everyone forgets how good Chet Holmgren was at Gonzaga. And he, he hurt himself. He sat out a whole year, probably learned a lot. And uh, I don't know. You never know. But right now, Holmgren. But Wembenyana and the ang- uh, the gambling angle on this is um, Spurs are plus nine and a half tonight. The over-under is two. Now, now 10. It's now 10? 10, 10 and a half. 10 and a half. And they're playing Milwaukee. The over-under is 249 and a half. That is a lot of points. Sean, do you have any feel on NBA games today? Not yet. I know. That's a lot of points. There's only two NBA games tonight, and I like the chalk. You like the chalk? Taking the favorites. All right. You're taking uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Denver against Golden State. Milwaukee's 24-10. The Spurs are only 5-28, and but don't worry. Better things are coming for Popovich and that crew. Um, when asked for uh, Wembenyano, when they asked him, what do you want for your birthday? You have everything in the world. He said, a fake ID. That's what he wants. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That is just a joke because that's what we do here on the show. What a fun show. Thank you uh, very much to uh, my friend, Jay Chris Newberg. Make sure you follow him, thechrisarmy.com. Check out his special on YouTube in between now and watching Sports by the Book at 3, right? Yes. And uh, very, very funny. Oh, my God. Tomorrow, Alex White will be here. We're, I haven't seen Alex since the New Year. Oh, we'll see her at the meeting today. We have a meeting. I'm giving you guys insight. We have a meeting at 2 p.m. It's when we discuss all the strategy and all the brilliant things we're going to do. Great Derrick Henry jersey that Ryan wore. Jerry keeping track. What was the final tally? 11 to 7? 7 11. Oh. Where did you go today? Big Where did I go? I, I went to 7 11. Oh. It's a sign. This is like that guy who goes into the NFL locker rooms like and is a mentalist. This. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> there it is. Pittsburgh, 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 Pittsburgh. We'll see you next time on Bus Lines, <laughs> live in about every show. <laughs>